Welcome to IP Radio i Materialradion. And I have a very fine guest here who also was at the IPR conference summer school. Please uh, tell us uh, who you are and what you do. My name is Kati Uusirauva and I'm the director of AGMA, the agents and managers in creative industries of Finland, which is a uh, non-government organization uh, representing intermediary companies in creative industries. I myself, I'm a cultural anthropologist. I actually specialized uh, more than 20 years ago. I specialized in uh, uh, northern indigenous people. But after that, I realized that uh, my dynamics are not for research, but for for business life and for developing different kinds of interesting content. I've worked for a games company 20 years ago. And then after that, I went to Telia Sonera. I worked uh, in the corporate communications and branding. I ended up in developing creative industries business models and uh, helping small companies and and, and uh, creative talents in order to utilize their talents more optimally in their working life. So I kind of specialized in helping people to use their talent in order to create livelihood, sustainable livelihood for themselves. So this is kind of my, I see it as my role nowadays as well. I sell my work as a consultant to other uh, clients as well in in small extent. My main job is to run this organization, AGMA. And just to clarify then, uh, AGMA is this um, association that we are at now. And what's the connection to this creative Finland? Oh, yes. If I tell you briefly about AGMA... We represent the intermediary companies that uh, work as agents and managers in creative industries, uh, which is our kind of main task. Mm. Uh, And this is why we were founded. But then we have this um, European Social Fund funded project called Creative Finland. It's a three-year project uh, guided by two ministries in Finland, Ministry of uh, Culture and Education and Ministry of Economy. And uh, we're trying to kind of create one voice for the creative industries in Mm. Finland. So we kind of touch upon the surface level of what creative industries are. And then at the same time, we're trying to find opportunities to... for for creative industries to reach out for other industries as well. And, And we try to give the platform for creative industries to form business contacts and uh, projects with maritime industry or, or, or forestry or healthcare or education so that we would kind of facilitate innovation between different industries by using the talents in creative industries. So how much is it a question of commercializing art and culture and how much is it to make the entrepreneur, uh, artists able to live Mm. you know this balance yeah Mm. i think that helping the agents to work better for their principles Mm. those ones that they represent is about this to commercialize creative talent or artistic talent but also to enhance livelihoods in creative sectors and, and arts but also creative finland as a project is about namely about that it is about finding opportunities for those people who have 
deep artistic talent or deep creative uh, uh, tools in order to find people who can help them to to uh, find opportunities in business or make their livelihood and and work more sustainable as a profession and this this is what we're talking about so we're talking about creating new jobs mm-hmm. we are talking about innovations and we are talking about new business opportunities either in new markets or or in new networks or even new models of making business how receptive are artists and and uh, culture makers towards these uh, ideas and and are there some of them that are more mm-hmm. like receptive than others mm-hmm. i think it depends on the industry first of all in uh, certain industries like games of course they are very receptive mm. they understand the commercial side and the business side and the global opportunity side but then the more it goes into making art individually like for example in visual arts when we talk about you know creating unique pieces of art mm-hmm. or even in literature even if publishing there is a big business the more resisting these uh, talents also can be or they want to stay out of the commercial mm-hmm. field and they want to have the so-called freedom of an artist maybe freedom from the money side <laughs> uh, as well so um, it depends on the industry but it, of course it depends on the um, individual as well uh, i would say that it's also a generation issue to a certain extent people who formed their profession in the 70s they might be more dependent on the public funding and uh, big companies that have ordered their work before or even employed them before but now when all the companies big and small uh, want to outsource different kinds of uh, talents and doings uh, you have to be able to sell and convince more and more and i would say that younger generations are more flexible in this way that they they actually can think about their talent as an asset that can be applied to different circumstances and and, and different projects and for different kinds of clients or partners mm-hmm. so this uh There is a bit of a generation issue, but I would say that in creative industries, it is it is um, mainly depending on the individual more than actually uh, age or or even the industry. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in creative industries, I think it's it's somehow built in uh, the ability to adjust in different situations and circumstances mm-hmm. and different networks different kinds of projects uh, de- depending on the size or length of the project or internationalization or whatever so, yeah in, ma- in many creative forms that's already yes. the base of how you yes. work and so on yes and that's kind of the uh, also the 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 strength in creative industries mm-hmm. that people who work in creative sectors they they mostly are ready to adjust to a new situation and this is why they can also apply their talent for different kinds of ways of making their livelihood so what what's the drive for you and what's the fun for you in this 
coaching work that you've mm. done a long time now, 15 yeah, yeah. years, and now as a, as a chief of this organization. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I thought at some point that I would be the creative person myself. I used to sing and I used to do theater during my school and, and, and uh, university times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even applied to, to uh, be an actor, but then somehow being a daughter of two government officials, I, <laughs> I, I all of a sudden got these kind of attacks in my head that no, I'm, no, I'm not that creative. I have to be like... <laughs> Like I, I still have to have a you know normal profession in okay. a sense. Yeah. So I've been this these two sides in me have been kind of uh, competing all along, and I still somehow get these sometimes get these uh, ideas of I want to do something creative, and then then because I cannot concentrate in that work, and I don't I haven't trained any talent later on. Mm. Maybe one driver is that my work nowadays uh, contains quite a lot of performing and also uh, uh, creating content mm. especially in creative finland which is is the is a communications project so i can do podcasts and write blogs and, and texts mm-hmm. and so on this is this is one driver for me i realized that i'm at my best when i can kind of direct the work of a creative group who are aiming to create some some outcome of this creative process and I can actually give them guidelines so, uh, in the form of schedules and, and what do we want out of the uh, end uh, solution and uh, what kind of resources we have and in a way being able to control the uh, entity of mm-hmm. a process is somehow for me is somehow very uh, interesting and somehow very natural it comes natural to me And I think also working as a mentor or a consultant, I can utilize this seeing things in a holistic way, seeing an entity and then trying to go into more detail. But I see the entities and how they kind of ecosystems and how they interact with other ecosystems and and things like this. So this is how I tend to see the world and also businesses. You're listening to IPR Radio, and this is an interview with Katti Uosi Rauba, who is the manager of AGMA, the organization for agents and managers in Finland concerning brand licensing. And she also has the project Creative Finland. She will tell us more about her background. What kind of projects or things during your time as a coach have been successful and, and have given you good memories and, and so on? Some... I think I have had many and interesting mm. and also quite tough learning, uh, <laughs> learning <laughs> processes. As I mentioned, I was a producer in a games company 20 years ago, mm. a small startup uh, in a fin- in a Helsinki based incubator and I went there we were four people and after two years we were 28 I think and we grew really heavily we spent a lot of money we we had clients we did client work <laughs> definitely which which was by the time not all the companies actually in our branch had clients they mm. they worked on investment money but we yeah. actually we we had some <laughs> kind of realistic base in our actions We did good things and we made mistakes as well. And uh, and that was kind of my school 
working with the creatives and also in in business environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I saw the grassroots level of it because I hired the people and then I also directed their work. Ah, okay. And also uh, we seeked for investment money and we internationalized and mm-hmm. we took part in fairs and uh, oh my god it, that that was really crazy times because also during the bubble this uh, global IT economical bubble, yeah. IT bubble mm-hmm. growing all the time everything was possible mm-hmm. we thought that everything was possible and there mm-hmm. was so much money in the market and mm-hmm. you could test and, and do things and <clears throat> also the technical development was really fast by the time the in, inter development of internet content mm-hmm. uh, developments and of, of networks development of uh, every kinds of device that uh, that uh, contains some computer activity in it i mean you know the palm pilots and all that which now actually is at 20 years after it is reality mm. we could see the possibilities by by that time when i was younger i used to admire people who had the guts to say uh-huh. things when people had difficult times or problems or or, or or not even realizing that they have a problem but somebody came and said that look you have a problem here <laughs> now I have more years behind so I can actually deal with those situations better as well yeah. and and how is licensing for the artists and culture workers that you yeah. meet are they aware of it are they not aware of it or how is it Brand licensing or licensing some uh, design or or so, uh, it's some people know it well, but most of of creative people in Finland are still learning about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, when everybody knows the Moomins, everybody knows Marimekko, Finlayson, uh, Rovio, of course. So uh, people are at least distantly aware of. Uh, that it that it's possible to mm. license when yeah. a brand is interesting mm. for for uh, for or big audiences, then it's it can be really useful to license. And I think actually Rovio's example, some ten years ago, opened up eyes in Finland in in different places. Like when was this? I was six years ago. I was working for Finpro, which was the, it used to be the. Uh, national expert agency mm-hmm. uh, funded by the government uh, and this this time was the time when the Rovio's licensing uh, success was at its uh, biggest in China mm-hmm. and then India yeah, yeah, and so right. on yeah. and I remember how the guys in FinPro <laughs> all of a sudden realized you know people who had been working in that organization or in experts for tens of years but not in creative side mm-hmm. and they all of a sudden realized that Oh my God! That a picture of a bird can actually make millions, and all of a sudden, this creative side—the games, animations, design items—they became interesting for them as well, and they realized that there is huge potential if you know how to enter the global entertainment or design or fashion world. So. So there, there, it was a turning point, definitely, this Rovio case. And then still Moomin, which is one of the biggest, it was already since long existing with the same thing, yeah, but it was not. Uh, it needed this one to make it yeah. aware. Moomin Characters has been doing it for a long time, but it was not 
I would say, as a, as a business model, it was not so uh, publicly uh, promoted. No, that's right. That's mm. right. When is it a thing to think about mm-hmm. when you're an artist, a culture worker? Yeah. Or when is it time? <laughs> you can you can start thinking about. You can actually build a strategy of of uh, creating the core core IP and then uh, starting licensing it to into different formats. Mm-hmm. You you can actually do it from the start, but mm-hmm. then you of course also. Uh, have to um, build the controlling system of the brand. How, yeah, how you, you keep, have to have how, control. Yeah, you ha- how mm. you keep up the quality and what what kind of partners you can work with from the start. They have to be reliable. Uh, but you can you can actually do it. And I would say, you know, thinking about talking about movements, uh, Tuve somehow naturally actually started licensing the movements for say the National Theatre mm-hmm. here in Helsinki mm-hmm. or Linda well, Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they started making these comic strips for for the English newspaper. It was because the movements as 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 content was so interesting for people out from outside, they started asking for yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of the natural way of starting to do brand licensing. So there is uh, there is an interest in in somewhere mm-hmm. in big audiences to get that this more yeah so this is uh, of course this is the most the safest way as well to start licensing so so is your advice that should you start thinking about this immediately from the beginning i think it if it becomes natural then you should yeah and and i also think that i was going to say that uh, if you have say an animated character and you see that uh there is some format some other format of content or products that would serve this uh core story mm. then so, you say should like the try. mugs and moomin is yeah, that yeah, example yeah, uh, for well the mugs have come later on but mm. I, um mm. maybe a theme park for example mm. connected to the main story mm. of course it's it's a huge effort a theme park not not everybody <laughs> can build that from the start but anyway it's like naturally connected with the brand okay let's say like an animated character uh, having adventures in the school world then you might think about backpacks and uh, you know pencil cases and stuff like that yeah yeah in order to give some more additional uh, material for your clients Mm -hmm. and also serve them in a nice uh, clever purpose in order to give more content for your brand and mm. uh, for the experience especially in the US side companies think licensing as a means of marketing yeah because licensing is about cooperating with partners who take the business risk they produce what they produce with your consent and then and, and you you have the control over the brand and the quality Uh, as long as you have good uh, agreements, then they actually do all the work for your brand in order to expand it into new areas of business. Yeah. And this is why you can you can actually think about license licensing your brand to somebody else as an kind of external outsourced marketing activity. Mm-hmm. And maybe if it goes well, you can also get some extra euros from that. But that's the secondary outcome, mm. the the visibility Marketing and uh, expanding your presence in, or maybe exp- even getting to new markets. 
through this partner network is the primary thing. And then the extra income is something secondary. But Come of course, me. it's this cherry on top that everybody yeah. looks forward to. Yeah, yeah. This is IP Radio and you're listening to an interview with Kathy Oasi Rauva in Helsinki. She's the manager of AGMA, the organization for agents and managers concerning creative artists and brand licensing. This year AGMA celebrates the 10th year and it will be a nice celebration. Agma is now 10 years yes. old, so what, what will you do like uh, celebrating this? How? Uh, we've had a business model canvas workshop and then we've had a funding, uh, funding day earlier this year and uh, a brand licensing workshop and then a workshop on internationalization. So basic topics in building your business and, and, and uh, replanning or, or further developing your business but also something that we haven't been, to this extent, we haven't been able to provide earlier. So, so now we're trying to give to our members as much information and, and know-how as possible. We'll also have a Jubilee seminar and a gala dinner, which will be uh, you know, a prestigious day of, of uh, giving you high thoughts and good company and also have some fun, at mm-hmm. least later in the evening. So, Who should approach your organization? What kind of future members do you want here? First of all, if you're an agent or you have a company in, uh, working as an agent or a manager in creative industries, you can uh, become as a company member. With full rights as a member, you can uh, be voted in the uh, board of uh, board of Agma and so on. You have a vote in in our votings mm-hmm. and so. Then you can also, if you can be a person member yeah. as well, if you are planning to put up an agency or a managerial company, or if you work as a kind of an in a in an agent role in in a company that doesn't work as an agent, you can, within that uh, organization, your role can be one of an agent. Mm. So you can be a person member of AGMA, mm. but you, you don't have a vote in, in uh, votings. So your members are more agents than they are the artists themselves. Is yes, that right? yes, definitely so. That's, mm. that's the core, because then artists have their own organizations uh, which have long backgrounds and traditions already in Finland. But this is something, this uh, agent and uh, manager's work is uh, quite new in Finland, mm. at least to this extent that it, it is nowadays. But if you are feeling this drive to yeah. help, uh, so how to contact you actually yeah well you can call me or send an email or to some to my colleague uh, Oti and we will help you further on and also we can give advice in how to make agreements and uh, we we have actually in Agma we have these uh, general terms of contract mm. which actually define uh, quite um, quite well the, the the way of working as an agent in Finland. It's, mm-hmm. It is a basis. So And that's public for everybody to, to download from our website. website so. That is. But also, if, if you want to uh, um, publish some interesting uh, 
stories or, or links, we can always uh, publish them on, on the Creative Finland networks as well, or mm. the channels that we have. We have the social media channels and then our website. Mm. And of course, we have quite a quite a wide uh, uh, email For, list. Uh, followers and emails. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, before we end, one more question is, is if, you're, if you're a creative lawyer, what would be your advice to go into this area as a lawyer and knowing all the copyright and all these mm-hmm. positions? How, how Would you have some advice about that? Uh, I think uh, it would be good to talk to organizations representing different uh, entertainment mm. industries mm-hmm. like animation, TV, film, uh, games, music. Mm. Uh, in Finland and I also know that in, in Sweden there are very nice organizations, very well well organized organizations mm. working in exporting entertainment and, and uh, supporting the production companies. Mm. Also, yes, why not talking to agents and production companies themselves about how the funding is done, how how the IPs are protected in, in practice. Are they protected mm. in, in practice? Um, and, and do you, in your work, sometimes need lawyers to help in the licensing part and so on? Do you, is, our is members it? do. Our members mm. do, because mm. yeah, for agents... The, the contracts are the most important tool mm. in their work mm. because that's the only place where you, where everybody rem- remembers what did we agree agree upon. Mm. So yes, uh, the agents use lawyers all the time, and I also think that it's it's the the artist or the creative uh, collective's uh, right to use them as well on on their side. Because it's very important to understand what you agree in a in a written agreement. But do you sometimes have those kind of educations also? For yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've had them uh, law, definitely. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've the general terms of contract, and we also have the principal agreement for agents to start working with with a new principal. We've we've done those with our kind of uh, trusted lawyers mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. Okay, Kathy, thank you. That was so great to talk to you. And, thank you. And thank we you. wish you a good luck now with the anniversary year ending up and uh, and all the future business for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>